no one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. And you are listening to Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje, broadcasting from the Radio Wave studio at Caritas of Birmingham in Alabama. One of the most significant things about a friend of Medjugorje's broadcasts is that it touches people all over the whole world. Every day we hear from people whose lives are changed by the direction which a friend of Medjugorje has learned through Our Lady's messages and applied them into his life and given it as a witness of how he lives. Tonight's broadcast actually comes to us from an encounter with a friend of Medjugorje on March the 22nd, 2011. Now this was five days of prayer at the release of the retooling time when a friend of Medjugorje had revamped and retooled the Tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages, Medjugorje Visionary Maria was here. There were five apparitions here at that time. The new print shop was being dedicated with an entirely new binding line. The Tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages was expanded 65 feet farther, and it was the beginning of a great renaissance here at Caritas. And it's a renaissance that we are continuing to live in the midst of as we are continuing to expand every single month with a greater and greater demand for all of a friend of Medjugorje's writings and books all over the whole world. So the subject content of tonight's broadcast is something which many people throughout the world can relate to. So here is a friend of Medjugorje, March the 22nd, 2011. Maria and I was once in Italy and I was talking, she was sitting on the couch and I was, we were talking about how Our Lady is so beautiful. And she said, today Our Lady was more beautiful than yesterday. I said, yeah, I know, because today you have the freshness of seeing that apparition. And she says, what do you mean? I says, because 
if she's more beautiful than yesterday, then you tell me yesterday or a few days or a year ago that she was more beautiful than before that. She says, no, a lady's more beautiful than the day before. I says, I know, but in the moment of that experience, that's why you're experiencing that, isn't it? She says, no. She says, every day I see a lady, she becomes more beautiful. And that time was probably 22 years, 24 years. I said, how can that be? You're telling me every single day you see her, she's more beautiful than she was the day before, the month before, the year before. She says, yes. So you're in the midst of something that can't be comprehended. And our experiences with the lady, the more we grow into these experiences, become more beautiful. And I had many people come to me just stopping. Thank you. I feel real joy this trip. And of course, our lady wants us to be joyful carriers of peace. And there's nobody without problems and difficulties today, both in family, business, associations, or whatever the relationships, whatever that might be. We are a culture beset with problems. Our lady said, on July 30th, 1987, darkness reigns over the whole world. That's in 97, and we thought that 1987 that that was the case. After that point, it seemed like that was a peak. But just like our lady's more beautiful every day, the world grows more darker. We couldn't even imagine in 1987 the darkness we're under right now. We thought it was peaked. And so it is with Maria, or so it is with your joy here. It's a huge reservoir that our lady wants to fill us with goodness and holiness. You won't peak in growing in that until you draw your last breath. So that's why she's told us conversion is a process that lasts your entire life. She's told us that conversion is easy for those who desire it. But this is like construction. This construction must last your whole entire life. And she's related to the conversion once the process begins is not easy. To continue it. That's why we fast. That's why we pray. So this escalating, or rather maybe the better word to say would be a mounting daily beauty of Our Lady is the same thing with the light that comes to us. The more radiant we become, the more beautiful we become as a witness, the more witness we become to Our Lady, the more powerful we are in changing the whole world. Our Lady wants to create a chain, one link at a time around the whole world. You can meet anybody that's been to Medjugorje, just like you're doing here. You already feel very familiar with people you don't even know. You can share your whole life story, and many people do. Things that you wouldn't share to somebody at the grocery store. But because we have the same mother, makes us all brothers. And in doing so, you feel perfectly at peace and speaking to people about things you would never do, probably with some family members. And there's a phenomenon with this, that I can go anywhere in the world and be very comfortable with somebody I've never met who hosts me to talk, or who we run across just on the street someplace, that know of Medjugorje, know Our Lady's ways, know her messages. It's really family. You leave here like that. You'll sense that, you'll feel that. I know most of you already have done that. I know, I asked somebody, was a line that was waiting for lunch the other day long? They says, well, we didn't even know it. We were just, and I got my window up there, everybody's yakking back and forth. And so it is with the lady, this beauty of the way of life she gives to us. It's filled with crosses, it's difficult, but because more beautiful and more beautiful. 
daily. And that will continue throughout your life. At the same time, Satan's darkness reigns over the world. He will make as much misery to you as possible. Our lady has told us those who consecrate themselves to her, Satan realizes he can't have you anymore. He's going to make your life miserable. And so as you come to this, gosh, I was doing better when I was a pagan. And so it's true. Because scripture relays that first God comes, cleans up his own household. And if he's that severe with us, how much more so to those who are pagan? So when their day comes, it comes like lightning. To us, it's long and drawn out. Purification. So if you want to read something, actually, I'll read it now. It's a good verse to remember. It's 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Do not be surprised, beloved, that a trial by fire is occurring in your midst. It is a test for you, but it should not catch you off guard. Rejoice instead in the measure you share Christ's sufferings. When his glory is revealed, you will rejoice exuberantly. Happy are you when you're insulted for the sake of Christ. You might want to say for the sake of Our Lady. For that God's spirit and his glory has come to rest upon you. And this is the phenomenon with Medjugorje. When you grow in conversion, then things that you thought were okay aren't okay. But you must be purified of your ways. Our Lady wants you to give up all ways but Jesus' ways. She's not coming for 30 years because we've got Jesus' ways. She's coming for 30 years because we don't have the path of Jesus. We don't know the real Jesus. She's come to show us the true Jesus. That being the case, we've got mentalities to change. Our mentalities are something we hold on to. We've been cultured by the, by the culture itself. We've accepted things we should have never accepted, both in our heart because it's in our home. Our lady told us once, dear children, darkness comes in your home every single day. What are those voices? What are those mediums? What are those people? How does, what is it that comes in your house like that? You not only are to purify your heart, you have to purify your home, purify your family. If you put nails in a bucket and you turn it upside down, nuts and screws don't come out. Nails come out. What you put in your heart is what comes out. So what we've let in our heart, what we've done with Malachi when it says, set nothing defiled before your eyes, is the culture we become. Because if it's in the heart, it becomes the surrounding culture. Because it becomes your family after it becomes you. So Our Lady tells us something interesting 12 years after the apparitions begin. She says on October 25th, 1993, for the first time, something that was really surprising because I didn't see it this way. But yet Our Lady had to grow and make us grow in our understanding. She says, pray to comprehend my messages. Oh, yes, they're very simple. And if you stay at that approach and that mentality, you'd think there's nothing else to see because it passed off as something from a simpleton. In fact, a lot of people who have a lot of theology can't understand them and renounce them. They've been known to call Our Lady, Our Lady of Chatter. And they reject the apparitions because they can't believe she's coming this long, this many times, saying this many messages and saying the same old thing. And yet when you understand Our Lady saying, pray to comprehend the greatness of the message, 
then we have to question ourselves, are we missing something? Are they really that simple? Pray, as she said, this message here, live the profoundness of the message. This was in 1988 in the bedroom. Live the profoundness of the message. If they're that simple, why are they so profound? And so Our Lady comes 12 years into the apparitions and graduated us to a point, and it's interesting, I never thought about it until I just said 12 years, that we go through 1 through 8 through 8 through 12 and we graduate. And we know Our Lady has a school of Medjugorje. We know she's teaching us. So here's graduation time. What's your diploma? What are you going to become? What is going to be your career? What does she want you to become? What does she ask you to be? And you say, well, I'm just now coming into Medjugorje. I just heard about it. It was three years ago. Go through the messages for 12 years. But it's significant that you graduate in 12 years to do this. October 25th, 1993. I invite you to become apostles of love and goodness. It's the first time she said that. She never said that before that date. Twelve apostles, twelve tribes of Israel, twelve stars about her head, and twelve goes on in the scriptures many times. Our Lady does nothing without great significance. These apparitions of Our Lady are very biblical. If you don't believe that, just read Revelations chapter 12. We're walking the Bible in our time. You're spending your day here just like those who waited on Jesus to come as we wait tonight for Our Lady to come. At the Beatitudes, Sermon on the Mount, those places who people follow and come from long distances to hear Jesus. And we come today, tonight, to be in the presence of the Virgin Mary because this is her time. Quote from her, this is my time. You are fortunate, you are blessed to be here. Many didn't come. Many started to come here. Many were told not to come here. Satan doesn't want people here. Satan doesn't want people to feel what you feel and experience what you experience and go through conversion because this is his undoing. So he has to undo that call. So as scripture says here, do not be... Surprised, beloved, that a trial by fire is in your midst. It's necessary. And yes, there's casualties. There's people that should have come that won't be able to come. There's people that may have had bad will that shouldn't be here. They didn't receive the grace for it. But you are here. You're here. We suffered a lot of persecution in the five years after our lady left here. And when she came, and we were even wondering, you know, are we going further than what the will of God was? Because we didn't want God's, I don't want God's passive will. You can ask and ask and ask, and God is just knock, 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 and you'll get it. It's not always the best thing for you. You can say, let me marry the spouse, marry the spouse, oh, please, and do no Venus. And you finally get married, and you say, what in the world did I do? <laughs> you know, they got that country song, thank God for unanswered prayers. You know what sound that is? He's with his wife. He goes back to high school football, and he sees the girl he wanted to marry, and he kept praying for her, and he looked at her and said, thank God for unanswered prayers. 
We had the lady who got out of her car and she says, God, protect my car so when I get back here, I'll be here. She got back, she couldn't find it. It was covered with snow. So you got to be careful what you pray for. Do you want God's will or do you want God's passive will? I always pray for God's will. I don't want God's passive will. I want what he wants. If you ask for God's passive will, you'll be getting things that's not going to be necessarily that good for you or produced for you like you'd want it to. You get the most that you could get, even if it's not to your liking, when you do God's will. It's the maximum good you could have. Always pray for that. And so five years after Our Lady comes here, we just want God's will. But we began to wonder, are we, is this passive will? Our Lady has shown what she established here for those five years. The persecution was so intense. Our Lady appears over the bed. The community's in the field. It's just my family and myself there with Maria and Paulo. And Our Lady smiles immediately, and she says, I am happy to be here. If I had to rewrite a message, if I had to put down what I like to hear, it couldn't have been more supreme than that. Because here, people are saying it shouldn't be. Here was something demonic. Here was something that we're way off base. And from there, there was no looking back. That set the course for us after 88 and 89. So it's very important while you're here, what is God's will, not your will, because you can get that. But it can be real bitter. Not persistently, and you receive. So your purification of your intentions is important. Fasting makes that clear. Our Lady once said, don't pray for your intentions, pray for my intentions, and your intentions will be granted. It just works this way. Become one in God, one with God, and you get everything you want. We went to Grotto La Pluie, those of you who went up there yesterday, back in the early 90s. And we were in a drought. It was June. Everything was bone dry. We were parched here. And we consecrated the grotto, and there was a French girl here. And I said, what does Our Lady of the Rain mean in French? She says, Pluie, La Pluie, Grotto La Pluie. And so we named it Grotto La Pluie. That's where it came from, that one prayer meeting up there that we had and gathering. And so we consecrated it to Our Lady of the Rain. And we also said at that moment, from henceforth, and it's in our room, we will never ask God for it to rain here. We will never complain to God when it does rain here. And often we've just left it and abandoned it to God, even when we're in drought. Or it's too much rain. It's flooding here. That August, the newspapers reported that they had the wettest month on record in July and August. And so we've learned that if we give our way and want what God wants, and we do. Today, we walk outside and we see this weather, and this is what we got, and this is what God wants, and this is what we want. If it's raining, we get the weather we want because we want what God wants. We never have the weather since that point that we don't want because it's God's decision. And no matter the conditions, that's what we want. So we're never dissatisfied. There's nothing out there in conversations you're going to hear more complain about than the weather. Even if this goes on for five weeks, they're going to say, we need rain. If it goes on two days after a drought, people are saying, when is the rain going to stop? It's too cold. It's too hot. Turn the air conditioner on. 
we are a complaining people. And who wants to be around a complaining people? Maybe God can take it. We tell our wives all the time, my husband won't do this, won't do that. It says, not God, not him. He can take it. Your husband can't take it. <laughs> so we, with each other, turn people off often and are a bad witness. And our lady don't want us to be that. She wants to be joyful carriers of peace, not complaining people of peace. Oh, my cross is so heavy. Oh, this joint's in my, my knee. Joyful carries a peace. She said this in the bedroom twice. So our lady is forming us into apostleship. She wants us to be witnesses. What does it mean to be a witness? It means to be martyred. And don't think that means fed to the lions. It means daily death to yourself every day, which is much worse. There's times in the spiritual life that you would say, just take me, God. But you're copping out. All right, he's not investing 30 years in you to become apostles for you just to be taken to heaven or purgatory. She's got a plan going on, an ongoing plan. She said before she revealed it, God has a plan. Another time, pray that Satan does not thwart my plans. Another time, pray for the plan that God was realized here. Another time she said, pray for the plan that my son and I have. And she revealed it January 25th, 87. If you've heard me, you know I talk about this all the time. A great plan for the salvation of mankind. You cannot comprehend how great your role is in this plan. Therefore, pray that you may realize God's design for you. Everyone sitting here today has a position of apostleship. And our lady just doesn't mention this in 1983, or rather 93, 12 years after the apparition. She's not doing this figuratively. She's not saying, I'd like for you to be apostles. We're going to play pretend because all the bishops are really the apostles. There's something unique with this. This has never happened in history. No beings ever come from heaven and say, you be an apostle. This is something unprecedented. Never before am I going to give messages in history. One, two, apparitions every day. Three, the last apparitions on earth. These three things have never, ever happened before in church history. So our lady's not making a little pretend game with children. March 25th, 1997. You, too, can become true apostles. T-R-U-E, she said, true apostles of faith. She's asking for it. She's expecting it. She's placing demands on you. And that's why you get squashed down to powder, even though you're stony heart. That's going to be ground to powder until you open it, until you change. March 25th, 1998. By your daily life, little children... You will become examples and witness that you live for Jesus or against him and his will. Little children, I desire that you become apostles of love. Remember I said, or they said, true apostles. November 25th, 1999. Only through prayer will you become apostles of peace. March 18th, 2000. Invoke the name of my son, Receive him in your heart 
Only in the name of my son will you experience true happiness and true peace in your heart. Only in this way will you come to know the love of God and spread it further. I am calling you to be my apostles. Mariana doubts that. She comes up five years later, April 2nd, 2005. The lady says to Mariana, at this moment, what is this moment? June 25th, I think it's 98, our lady says, you're in a particular time. That means we're in a time like no other in history. Nobody has sat where you sat, where we wait on the apparitions of the Virgin Mary. Yeah, you see Fatima, we did in Lourdes. It's not the same. Those led up to this. This is the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions. These are the last apparitions on earth. Our lady said, I will never come back here again. Why? Because this will be the completeness of her role upon the earth. There will never be any more need for apparitions. We'll have everything that can be given to us. We'll have the fullness of her love and God's. Prayed from within cloistered convents to inside the Pentagon. From dangerous military fields around the globe to the quietness of the bedroom and field where Our Lady appeared to the Medjugorje Visionary Maria here in Caritas. The Patriotic Rosary, a powerful prayer for divine protection and mercy for our nation and its rebirth. Gather your family and friends and pray the Patriotic Rosary together, consecrating our nation back to God. Once you've heard this rosary, you'll long to pray it often, praying that our nation remains one nation under God. Order the Patriotic Rosary on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, and click on Medjmart, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. Do you feel your life sinking? Life is about to radically change. Man is always given signs before divine intervention. The woman of Revelation 12, the great sign warning the world, find salvation now. The mother of Christ, the great sign, appears daily to Medjugorje visionary Maria with a message. Without Jesus, you have no future. Come July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama, a 4th of July giving yourself, your family, and nation in consecration to the Virgin Mary, to Jesus, to heal the heart. Call 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. You have been listening to A Friend of Medjugorje, March the 22nd, 2011. We encourage everyone to take the time to be here July the 1st through the 5th. These are important days for our nation, important time to pray. A Friend of Medjugorje has felt very inspired for a long time 
to come together again in prayer for the future not only of our nation, but the future of the whole world. As we've been hearing what a friend of Medjugorje said 12 years ago, we know that there are many people in the world today at this moment who can not only relate to it, but are also living through a lot of what a friend of Medjugorje is speaking about. And so when we take these times to reach back into our treasure chest of talks and encounters with a friend of Medjugorje and past radio broadcasts, it's an opportunity for us to share with you many of the things which have formed us and many people throughout the world. And so to conclude, here again is a friend of Medjugorje, March the 22nd, 2011. At this moment, I ask you to renew the church. You to renew the church. Each of you sit there and say to yourself, Our Lady is really not asking me to renew the church. Yes, she is. Because on January 25th, 1987, she said, You cannot comprehend the greatness of your role. All I want to do is pray with my family here. All I want to do is change my life and live the messages. Have my little cemetery here. Have my little plot of land here. Enjoy myself. Then the lady says, I want to establish a community here. I said, what? Maria says she wants to establish a community here. I said, what? I said, I moved out here to get away from people. See, this is in the middle of the mountains. I don't want people out here. <laughs> Terry, I thought you wanted God's will, not his passive will. Okay. And you're here. You're called to renew the church. I never knew what would happen by my yes. I don't think it has to be something public. Mary didn't do anything public. She washed clothes, sold them, cleaned house, and did more for salvation outside of Jesus than anybody and all the people put together. Don't mitigate how great your role is, because it's her words that says you cannot comprehend how great your role is in God's design. Look at the message study here, and you won't in this life. You won't know who you told, who you witnessed to, who they witnessed to, who changed. And that person became a saint. You're a pebble dropped in a little pond, and it ripples out all across to the banks. Our lady wants this to be a link, you to be a link to the whole world. That's what she meant by that. Your role is great. So when you hear her say, at this moment, I ask you to renew the church, how are you going to do that? Mariana thought the same thing. Mariana responds to her lady, can I do this? Can we do this? Our lady answers her, my children, but I will be with you to do what? To renew the church at this moment. Because this moment is a particular unique time unlike anything in history. My children, but I will be with you. My apostles, she says. I will be with you and help you. First, renew yourselves and renew your families and everything will be easier. The world's conversion, the world's healing, the nation's healing, the city's healing, the state's healing, the county's healing depends on one thing. Your conversion, your healing, and your families. 
Because the world, the nation, the state, the county, the cities, the village, the rural areas is made up of families. The family is sick. It is diseased. We have people incapable of loving God. Mariana has told us non-believers come from people who don't, have never experienced the love of God. The other visionaries have said they learned the love of God and how to love God by the mother and father loving each other. When that's not proper, children depart into godlessness. That's pretty incredible. And at the same time, very frightening. That every argument between a spouse, a husband and wife, a lack of showing love, not exchanging the proper love, will be to the degree that your children will not love God the Father. And I say to you women in a particular way, the father in the family represents God the Father. You are to be in awe of him and respect. And he reciprocates back in love. But even if he doesn't, you're the biggest witness. Even if your husband's an alcoholic, of the response of how you will love your husband no matter what. You may say I'm one-sided. Read How to Change Your Husband. If you can't afford to get it, get a copy of it. It's free. We'll give it to you. I say this with seriousness because we have a lot of non-believers because we've got fractured families. If authority is taught as God the Father's authority and the Father in the home's authority, how can there be not the other witness showing answering to the authority, which is the wife's role? How does she reciprocate to that? Doesn't mean he's always right, but it's just like what I've told the community here always. Obedience is more important than being right. It's not a matter of right and wrong. There's 500 ways to do everything. There are different companies come to cut down one tree. They're going to do it different ways. They're going to put the truck over here, over here. You can't get arguing about, why are you putting your truck over here? Or I want it over here. Joyce Myers is a Protestant preacher. A lot of Catholics listen to her. She's very funny. She's very good. She said the road from their house is very long. There's a hardware store down on this side, equal distance with another on this side. She said they both get in the car. They both shut up. They both put their lips tight together. He's driving, and she's going to tell him to turn the left. He says he's going to turn to the right, and they know they're going to be in an argument by the time we get to the end of the road. And he starts turning that way, and she says, why are you going that way? Let's go this way, because I'm going to go that way. And so they have this big argument. One day she says, Jesus showed her, just shut up. Just let him have his way. And she said, I did, and we've been in peace ever since. <laughs> Another husband relays a story that he's trying to find a parking space, and his wife saying, park here, park here, park there. You know, he finally just gets so angry. He says, me, Hunter, you, Jane. <laughs> let him find the parking space. That's his role. When you're driving, you get it. But the children are listening. And the more you've had this strife, the more you'll have strife amongst the siblings. You eradicate this, and you have peace. Peace is not natural. Peace first is God. The world doesn't have peace because we don't have God anymore. He's thrown out of culture. Maria and I was just talking. She says, the church is basically dead in Italy. That's scary. Here's a visionary saying this. It's dead. We're not Christian anymore. Muslims are taking over. She was saying about a bishop has just announced, well, just as the Italian people went to 
America and became American and loved it, that Muslims can come here and do the same. I said, Maria, it's not the same. They're not coming there to be Italians. She said, I know. I know, we're in trouble. All Europe's in trouble. And so we have to see, to change the world, we have to change self. To change self means you change family. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.